Hello and welcome to this week's NextSense Institute podcast. My name's Trudy Smith and I am the host of the podcast today and manager of continuing professional education at the NextSense Institute. Lovely to have you with us. We're welcoming back an old friend, John Louis, from Here For You. John um, and his team have talked to us a number of times now and it's always nice to have them back. But for those of you who may not have met John before, can you please introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, everybody. My name is John Louis. I'm the National Manager of Here For You and I came on board in 2013 as a mentor and before progression to New South Wales State Manager. And since as of last year, I have been a uh, national manager of Heathview, and it's quite a special place to be. Being, I've been profoundly deaf myself from birth, we, in both ears, and had a hearing until I was 10, and then a cochlear from when I was 10, which is um, about 27 years ago now. It's great to have you with us, John. For those who don't know, can you please tell us a little bit about the work of Heathview? And so, Heathview uh, is basically a a national organization which starts mentoring programs for deaf and hard of hearing teenagers in high school. And so all of our mentors are also deaf and hard of hearing themselves, which means it provides a um, unique point of difference in that deafness is removed as a point of difference in that room where everybody is also deaf or hard of hearing themselves, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, no, I think it's a it's an important um, point to make that it's it's a support group for people who are deaf and hard of hearing by people who are deaf and hard of hearing. I think that is a very unique point of difference and, and, and important to, to note. Here for you has recently integrated with the Shepherd Centre. Can you tell us a little bit about why this came about? Yeah, so um, we wanted to ensure the longevity of the organisation and because, you know, the, the funding landscape was becoming very, very difficult. Even pre-COVID, it was becoming difficult and even with the rise of the NDIS. Uh, it did help with... Um, with uh, keeping Kifu sustainable. They want, we wanted to be part of a longer pathway with the Shepherd Setup where they could provide services from those from zero years of age all the way to 18. Because we know that um, while there's quite a few organisations in the human health industry that do important work, there's a lot of gaps in which people can fall through in their life journey as a different hard hearing participant. To give an example, if you graduate from the Shepherd Setup at five years of age, and they, there's basically nothing until through primary to secondary session, which is when they are in year six, and that's a gap of seven years, which means a whole lot of things can happen in those years. And so we wanted to be part of a bigger picture in itself, and and the um, Shepherd said it was a perfect place to do it, being that using that profit, because the founder of the Heathview was also a Shepherd Center graduate herself. Quite a few of our mentors and participants have come through the Shepherd Center as well. And so there's a lot of um, overlap and collaboration in that area. And so that's why we looked at that integration with the Shepherd Centre and it's been going really well. Fantastic. And I think that's a really important thing to note is that, that we don't want to take away the safety net for these kids. And I think recognising that those gaps existed is, is a really great place to start. I'm interested, though, John, because the Shepherd Centre is an auditory verbal therapy clinic that provides support in listening and spoken language programs. What does this mean for the Here For You programs that support Auslan using clients? Operationally, there's no difference there because anybody who uses Auslan and wants to join our programs, they're most welcome to and we provide interpreter access for those people. Um, some of our mentors are also learning Auslan themselves. Some are bilingual. Um, some are um, really, really open to the idea of learning Auslan. 
the main thing is that it's really important for us as organizations not to claim that we are historically, culturally, we have, so let me just repeat that. It's really important for Hebrew not to claim that we have that historical deaf culture in our organization because we don't. And so by historical deaf culture, I'm talking about that the historical deaf societies like the deaf society of New South Wales now deaf connect. And so we can't say that we have that same claim or connection with deaf culture that they do because technology as we know has changed the landscape so much for deaf and hard hearing people. And so it's really important for us to be aware of that and to also let people know that um, if people with Auslan who use Auslan join our programs, we are more than happy to do so, but we are not in the place where we can talk about deaf culture. And it would be just almost disrespectful of us to do that, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I imagine um, some of that response is as, because of concerns raised by the deaf community around that issue. And it sounds like you're, um, you've addressed that really well. So thank you very much for that. Moving on from that, I really want to talk about the programs of Hear For You. I just think you're such an important organisation for, for youth who are deaf and hard of hearing. So can you please tell us about some of the programs that are coming up? Yeah, sure. We have um, various programs. Like, for example, we have our main mentoring program, which is our life goals and skills mentoring program, which takes place from August to November, one session a month, over four months. And that's where our teenagers get together with our mentors and in their separate year groups, like year seven, eight, 9 and 10, 11 and 12, they can talk about various life, life topics, like careers, relationships, self-advocacy, and also we talk about their specific issues, like for example, um, using the FM at school, or um, reading people or accents. So we actually tackle everything in the room, and so that's our main mentoring program. Around that program, they, at various times throughout the year, we have one-day fun workshops where teenagers can meet their peers and mentors in informal environments without having to feel like they have to jump into these quite a, a deep basket of thing, thing that we call mentoring. And so those are my world workshops. That, for example, we had a drama workshop coming up in the July holidays. We have online cooking. We have um, filmmaking workshop planned for later this year. So it's really good opportunities for teenagers to come and meet one another and just sort of chill out and sort of be themselves. And so that, in addition to that, we also have our Life Goals and Skills Blast workshop, which is our weekend version of our mentoring program, where we actually go out to the regional cities, follow our team out there, and they can mentor the teenagers from that local area. Of course, we are very cognizant of that, that um, even getting to our workshops on the weekends can be tricky, whether it's to do with um, familial com commitments or sporting commitments, or whether it's just uh, too big for us for that teenager to go outside there own social bubble to go and meet other people who may also be deaf, but they don't know them, they have no connection with them. And so to ask people from regional cities to come into the metro area to for these mentoring programs and workshops is an even bigger ask. So that's why we go out to them in the regional cities. Brilliant. And I know that you've got the flagship program, as you said, life goals and, and skills and the metro program, and you've got one happening in, in Brisbane. And, and it's four sessions over four months. What are the kinds of work that you do in those sessions, John? Um, it's a whole bunch of sort of things. I think the most important thing is that we provide that environment where teenagers can come and sort of realise that everybody else in the room is deaf. So hopefully taking away some of that anxiety around having deafness as a barrier to connect with other people. We also have a parent session in that program where parents of teenagers connect with one another 
because it's also quite isolated for those parents as well. And some anxiety that around whether they're doing the right thing or not by their child. So for them to find the like-minded parents is really important. And also it's an opportunity for them to connect because some of their teenagers may have gone through the early intervention programs when they were three or four years old and not seen them again for another 10 years. With our mentors themselves, we do a whole heap of things. We do icebreaker activities. We do some um, life goals and skills planning. We ask them about, hey, you know, what do you want to do with your future? And, you know, this is not a death thing. It's a teenager thing. And so with teenagers, they're sort of like, um, yeah, I have no idea. And so we're really <laughs> asking them to consider something that's really big. So often a lot of things that we do is about life itself with a layer of death or hearing loss on top of that. And so that's one big thing that we really try to help our teenagers and parents to actually see it's about life first, you as a teenager first, but then you've got the layer of, of um, hearing loss on top through which you have to navigate life, if that makes sense. It does. It absolutely makes sense. But I wonder, John, if part of the, I mean, all teenagers are never sure what they want to do um, for a career and, and for their futures. Is some of the, the advice that your mentors give even things about because you're deaf, these are these are still your dreams and goals are still realistic. These are these are still you know if someone was wanting to have a particular career but they're not sure they're going to be able to because of their hearing loss, are they the kind of conversations that your mentors also support? Yeah, totally. Like uh, for example, you know we never want to try and we always want to encourage everybody's dreams, and we never want to shut down somebody's dreams. And say, oh, you'll never be an astronaut, or you'll never be a pilot because. That's not to say they can't work in the Air Force or they can't work in an airport or they can't work um, in you know, NASA. It's just maybe that, that one specific job they may be unable to do because of hearing requirements. But you know, with the advent and progression of technology, who knows? Perhaps they will be able to in the future because of the progress in technology, accessibility, who knows? But um, we want to encourage them from the point that, um, look, what are your goals and dreams? Don't discount it just because you're deaf or you've got a hearing loss. Explore it first, look into it, plan for it, and then go at it later on if your plans and goals and dreams change, that's okay. But the important part is to start dreaming first. Absolutely. I think that's really powerful. And I know that there will be people listening who are wanting to engage either their own children or if they're a practitioner to engage their clients in, in your program. What's the best way to get in touch with you now, John? Oh, anybody can contact me via my email address, which is john.louis at Great. And we will put that in the show notes and um, a link to the website too so that people can um, find out more about you. And I know that you've got fantastic mailing lists, so I really encourage people to subscribe and um, it just keeps you updated with all of the really fantastic programs that are available with your group. John, thank you as always for making time to come and talk to me. I think it's such a valuable program that you provide. I know several teenagers who've been engaged and are all the stronger um, and more centered for it. So thank you for the work that you and your team do. And thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for the opportunity and truly it's always a pleasure.